So I will keep a focus in the verse 28 through 30. That's going to be our summer sermon text for this evening. Let me read again there, the passage that, we will, that I will preach today. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my birth is light. After give thanks to God for the gracious benefits, but for the gracious benefit of revealing the truth to his little children, Jesus declares one of the most beautiful invitations anyone can hear. Moreover, this invitation is endowed with authority. Three verbs express this invitation. Come, take, and learn. It is essential to say that three words, that these three words, which were originally written in Greek, are in the imperative, imperative form. Therefore, it is not only a simple invitation, but an effective and powerful one where those who hear this calling will be not able to reject it. Why not? Because they will inevitably be drawn into the arms of the good and supreme shepherd. Let us now see the first calling, the first invitation. Come. Verse 8, chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy lending, I will give you rest. This is a sovereign calling. The voice of the Lord calling his people to salvation. Indeed, only those, only those who belong to God will listen to his voice. As the Bible says in John 10, 16. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Therefore, this invitation will be answered by those who, whom he reaches. This call will be irresistible for his sheep. The reason is that the one whose calling is the very Son of God. He's the only one with the power to break the chains of sin and lift the, lift the weight of sin upon us. Notice this, that the calling is for those who, ha, who labor and are have lending. But what does that mean? First, some think it could be the oppression made by Rome at that time through the high taxes cultural influence, and political decisions. Second, the misinterpretation of the religious leaders could have established some religious obligations that were difficult to follow or obey, thus bringing oppression and disencouragement to the people. Remember when Jesus said in Matthew 23, 4, they tie up heavy burden, hard to bear, and they lay then on the people's shoulders, 
but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. But actually, labor and heavy land here are directly associated with sin and its consequence. Sin brings this consequence. This point fits with the reason why Jesus Christ came into this world. Namely, to save his people from their sin and its eternal consequence. The entire Bible confirmed this. Why do I say that? Because the coming of the Son of God shows us the Father's purpose to save his people. Jesus' death and resurrection assures us that God's justice was satisfied. Therefore, those people will recognize their sins, need, and miseries, and run towards the Savior. We cannot lose we cannot lose sight of the fact that the mission of Jesus when he came into this world was not set us free from political issues or political situations, economic crisis, social, social problems, or racial issues. He came to save us from our sins. Remember what the angel Gabriel said to Mary when he announced the birth of Jesus and his purpose. In Matthew 1.21, the Bible says that Mary would, be, would bear a son and she would call his name Jesus. For he would save his people from their sins. Brothers and sisters, let us not forget our biggest problem is sin. Furthermore, only Jesus has the power to save us from our sins. For this reason, for this reason, only Jesus has the authority to call and ordain sinners to come to him. Notice this. Jesus didn't say, "Okay, come to the religion and become a good person." Or come to morally good life. Come to build a life of a merit before God to be saved. No, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, come to me. But some might say, okay, but I have many sins. I am all dirty with sin. So let me first clean myself. And do something about my sin. And then I will come. Listen carefully. You and I will never be able to cleanse ourselves. There is no such power in us. Have you sinned? Have we sinned? Come to Jesus. We are broken because of our, our sins. Come to Jesus. Do you, do you not know what to do? Come to Jesus. Jesus is the, is the answer for our soul. Be, for that reason, he said, Come to me, all who labor in our heaven. Keep this in mind. Jesus didn't come to fix us. Or to improve our nature. He came to save us. 
He came to give us a new life and new nature in him. Brothers and sisters, as, this, as Jesus did, we need to do as well. So let us proclaim, let us preach the gospel. Let us proclaim the truth because only God in Christ Jesus can bring sinners to repentance. This will happen through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this reason, we need to keep proclaiming this invitation as Jesus did. Look what the Bible says in John 7. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsty, let, a, let a him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Those who God set apart before the foundation of the world will come to Jesus through the preaching of the gospel. That's why we need to preach the gospel. God has established the means by which he will call his people, namely through the preaching of the gospel. Therefore, let us preach, let us share the gospel, proclaim the word of the Lord, because God will gather together his people. These people will be led to salvation by God through the voice of his call. What voice is that? The voice of the gospel. No one will be able to hear that voice unless he's first regenerated by the word of God. That's why Jesus said in John 6, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Look what the Bible says in John 6, 37. All that the Father gives me, gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, Will ne I will never cast out. Can you see how Trinitarian the call the salvation is? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are involved in this marvelous action. Therefore, once more, let us proclaim to everyone, every single person, when we have opportunity and say that there is no salvation in, in, in any other name, but in the name of Jesus, let us say, come to Jesus. Second, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly heart, lowly in heart, and I and will and you will find rest for your souls. The second command is. Take. Take what? His yoke. What is our yoke? Jesus was using the metaphor of a, a yoke, which was already familiar to them. For their first listeners, it could be defeated into two realities. First, the yoke, yoke was a common Jewish metaphor for discipline or obligation, especially about the service of the Lord. That phrase was rabbinical 
and would be used by the teachers of the law when they instructed their disciples to take a posture of submission before the commandments and thus obey them. Secondly, that expression was also used to describe a piece of wood used to pair two animals for a single work. The yoke would harness two animals together that would then serve to plow the land or pull a heavy car. Therefore, we could say that a yoke is used to dominate someone for something. Look what the Bible says in Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit, submit, submit again to a yoke of slavery. Having said that, the important question should be, which master are you serving now? Because depend on the master you are serving, it will be possible to see if you if your if your work 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 yoke is light or heavy. It is clear from the text what Jesus commands to his people: drop your heavy yoke and take mine. Once we heard this call, the next step is to take the yoke of Jesus. In the place of the yoke of sin. The order is simple. Let us leave the weight of sin. Which enslaves us to take the sweet and love yoke of Jesus. To take means to assume, assume the position of which you were called by God. Stop carrying what you cannot carry. Every follower of Jesus is required to surrender to God. Through the preaching of Jesus, these people, which are called as little children, will notice their condition as sinners and that they cannot bear their sin because they are too heavy. For those who have not taken Taken the yoke of Jesus. Let me tell you this. Stop believing that you can hold and carry your sins. You might even say, I'm strong. You don't know me. I can't do this. I can't do this. No, you can't. In real life, there is no wonder woman. In real life, there is no iron man. If you are, because do you know what really exists? There are only men and women broken by sin. If, if you are fighting this fight, stop fighting. You will never, we will never win this fight. Even though we want to maintain our appearance, our picture from Facebook or Instagram, everybody there is happy and keep saying that everything is fine and everything is perfect, but yet it is not. When we talk about sin, 
we need to know that we cannot deal with, with it by ourselves. Ourselves. Because the weight of sin will bring us down and pull, pull us down until hell. But listen the good news. God sent his son, Jesus Christ. If you heard the voice of Jesus through the scriptures, take his yoke upon you and surrender all to Christ Jesus. Not tomorrow. Not when you think you are ready. Because we will never be ready. Come to Jesus today. Right now. And give him the weight of your sins. And take his yoke. The reason why we take his yoke is found in verse 30. Look at the verse 30. For my yoke is easy. And my burn is light. Jesus is not just a rabbinical teacher. Who orders his disciples to obey the law. Indeed, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master, perfectly obeyed the Lord of God on our behalf. And now we can, under the power of the Holy Spirit, follow His steps, follow in His footsteps. Not to be saved, but because we were saved by Him. And in this walk, Jesus shared Shares his yoke with us. Once we answer God's call. We are called to take his yoke. Again. It is not a conditional language. It is an order. Take it. After hear his call. And have taken his yoke. Now we have a long journey. Journey. Of learning with our precious Lord. Jesus Christ. What is the verse? 29 said. Take my yoke upon you. And learn. I love this verse. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowering heart. And will find rest for your souls. Third and the last point. Learn from me. Jesus said. We need to pay attention Two things here. First, according to the chapter 11, verse 26, it was the gracious will of God that revealed this to his little children. Salvation, Jesus' teaching. He will do because it is his will, his purpose in gathering his people. Second, when the Bible says he revealed this to the little children or little ones, that doesn't mean a contrast between the big and the small, adult and child, the rich and the poor, the intellectual and the simple, simple one, or any other social position. Rather, this is the contrast between the proud and the humble. The proud does not recognize his sinful condition, but the humble recognizing his, his sins and... Sorry... But the humble recognize his sins and an inability to deal with sins in their consequence. 
When Jesus said, learn from me, what does that mean? That means being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And also means embrace and obey his teachings. A disciple learns from his master. There is a call to humility. In the Old Testament, to learn from someone means to walk with that person. Remember when God says to Abraham, chapter 17, I'm, I'm God Almighty, walk before me. All that we can learn from God the Father is in Christ Jesus, his beloved son. And Jesus gave us the Holy Scripture by, we, by which we might know God and his son Jesus. What a privilege. In several moments in the Old Testament, many of the saints asked, asked God, teach me your way. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 25. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Psalm 34, come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm 86, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. And Psalm 143, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. They asked thee, and now we as his, his people, the church, we can learn from Jesus. Now we might say, okay, but how can I learn from Jesus today? That's a great question. Today we learn from Jesus. We learn from the Lord Jesus through the scripture. Through the preaching of the word. We need to have. We have the personification of God's teachings. In the person of Jesus Christ. When we study the Bible. We learn from Jesus. When we read the Bible. We learn from Jesus. Yes. This is the way. That we learn from Jesus. Through his holy written word. Not through revelations. Not through visions. Or some powerful words of men. We learn from the holy scriptures. And we also learn from the administration of the sacraments. The Baptist. Lord's Supper. Are the tangible and visible preaching of the word of God. We shouldn't forget that we might learn also from the communion of the saints. When we can apply the teaching of Jesus Christ such as love, patience, forgiveness, generosity, etc. Why should we be Excited to learn from the Lord. Because Jesus said. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. 
and you will find rest for your souls. I love this passage. We live in a world that day by day, we don't have more patience. It's, it's, the things is really quickly. Faster, 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 faster. But when you heard Jesus say, I am gentle. And I'm lowly in heart. Two things here are communicator. First, his gentle and lowly heart. That indicates a learning process. That the Lord is teaching, teaching and leading us as a father leads a child in his first steps. I have to tell you, brothers, that when I meditate, meditate on Christ Jesus, I really see in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ and kept my heart is about his humility. This, this truth has been so empowering me and encouraging me in my Christian walk. The king of the universe looked at us and said, come to me. Look to his people and invite you. Sinners, we are sinners, even though Jesus said, come to me. Look what the Bible says about Jesus. Jesus, being God, he emptied himself by taking the form of servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Remember Jesus. Remember his life. Remember his death and his resurrection. Remember, he was born and that Mary and Joseph didn't find a place for them. Jesus was born and he stayed in a place among the animals. There is no party there present, nothing. In addition, they tried to kill him. When he was, new, when he was a newborn, they tried to kill him. He was despised. By his friend, his, his disciples betrayed him, being sold by a friend. Because Jesus called Judas, you betrayed the son of man. Friend, you betrayed. And even though that he would be denied by one of his closest friends. And he said to him, I will pray, I would pray for you. I would pray for him, Peter. Although the just one, he was treated, treat, treated as a criminal. He was silent before his oppressors and slanderers. He was punished for the sins that he didn't commit. He carried a heavy cross. He was condemned to death. He was killed and burned. Buried. Buried, buried. Because sometimes I made a mistake like burned and buried. It's like, but you, you know what I, what I try to say. Buried. Thank you. <laughs> the king of the universe went, 
the king of the universe went through all the things. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Then he ascended into heaven. And today, he's sitting at the right hand of the God, the Father Almighty. Therefore, he can teach us the path of truth. He can teach us through the Bible perseverance. He can teach us the obedience. He can teach us humility. For he went through it all. We can learn from him how to glorify God. How to glorify the Father and enjoy him forever. Because Jesus is gentle and lowly and hard. We can take his yoke and learn from him. And we learn from him because Jesus said, And I will find rest for your souls. The consequence is that we will receive his help from God as a refreshment. That is what the Greek word for rest also means in this passage. Some scholars that said that the word rest in this verse related to eternal rest that God has prepared for his people. And others understand it as a just small doses, doses of rest during the Christian walk. A refreshment until we reach the final rest. In fact, we need both. Because our journey here is long and difficult. We need encouragement to finish our race with the certainty that at the end, all of it will have eternal rest together with our kinder, our kind God and Father. Today is the Lord's day. We rest and learn more from his word. But all that is a preparation for the great day. Where forever we'll be with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Who saves us from our sins. He is the true rest for the soul of man. And for, it, and for these reasons, and for this reason, Jesus said, Come to me. And I will give you rest. Have we already found, found rest in Jesus? Brothers and sisters, because of God's power, we came. We took. And we have learned from Jesus. Now we can say, our soul has already found rest in Jesus. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much. Because we heard your voice through the scripture. That's why we are here. Listening to your word. Help us, Lord Jesus. To see you as the greatest 
as their highest one and help us to follow you. Love you above all things. Help us and give us strength to continue serve you. Father, bless us. I ask you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.